Welcome to OOO, an out of ordinary podcast where we dig deep into case studies and the nitty gritty of Web3 marketing. You'll find here all the amazing people that are building Web3. So stick to us as we address their marketing secrets and learn how to build amazing products and brands. Hello everyone, I'm Alex, your fellow Web3 marketer and the host on Out of Ordinary Podcast. This is episode 37. Let me introduce you to my guest. Vijay Praven is the founder and CEO of BitCrunch, a blockchain analytics and forensics company focusing on securing the NFT ecosystem. To date, they have raised more than $6.5 million from prominent Web3 VCs such as Coinbase, Ventures, Animoca Brands, Chainlink, Polygon, Crypto.com Capital, Gate.io Labs, Gravity, Hansky Capital, Borderless Capital, and a few others. He is the first Indian to be invited for a TED Talk in Germany below 30, has been awarded as top 40 data scientists under 40 in India, and has been nominated as 20 plus inspiring data scientists to follow on LinkedIn in 2020 by AI Time Journal from the US. Hi Vijay, how are you? I'm really good. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Alexi. How are you? I'm great. It's been a pretty full day today, um, but I'm really happy that uh, we're getting to to, to do this. Um, and to kind of kick it off, like, uh, could you maybe tell us a bit about yourself, how you got into Web3, um, and a bit about like BitCrunch, your role, and what inspired you to, to start the blockchain analytics firm for the NFT space? Yeah, sure. Uh, so myself, Vijay, Vijay Pravin, uh, originally from India, but living in Munich, Germany for the last 10 years. I mean, right now it's it's October first season. <laughs> it is it is ending today, and it's it's been my what a countless number of visits to October first since I came here. And uh, yeah, I am the founder and CEO of Bitscrunch. We are an NFT analytics and forensics company. Uh, but before I started at Bitscrunch, I came here to do my masters in Germany, and then I worked for companies like Volkswagen and Siemens, two German massive entities ogs in the web2 space before i founded bitscrunch with my friends and colleagues and uh, yeah it's it's been a two years of reverting journey uh, it's been a it's been a great journey looking back because we have raised six six and a half million dollars so far and uh, it's not about the money but but then from where so we are backed by some of the best names like coinbase ventures animoca brands Polygon, Chainlink, Hashkey Capital, GateLabs, Crypto.com <laughs> Capital. So the list goes on and on. And, and I'm really humbled and, and glad to be here uh, that your podcast, uh, which which is what you are you're doing a great, great job. I've, I've happened to hear a couple of previous episodes and you are killing it uh, in, in short. So yeah, happy to be here. Thanks. Thank you and congrats for for having so many important names backing you up. Yeah, I mean it's it's not not happened overnight. Uh, I mean you you know the key to success, right? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know the key to success. So it's 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 um, one leads to the other, right? One step at a time. That is always what I I say to my boys uh, and girls in the team. And uh, yeah, one one led to the another, and we have got uh, a stellar cap table. And it is not about the cap table alone. We have got a um, uh, chance to work with some of the Fortune 500 companies like Mastercard, KPMG, Deloitte, EY, which is what is more pleasing than than the cap table. So yeah. <laughs> 
we're we're gonna get into that as well. Uh, but before I wanna I wanna talk about something you, because you guys are like very close to a to a token launch, and I wanted to ask if you can give us some insights into what is this token like, what does it represent, and how does it tie into your mission? Mm-hmm. So uh, we wanted to create a decentralized data network. Right. And that is that is the primary goal. So if you look at uh, the forensics data, forensic side of crypto, there are some of the really great players, industry uh, stalwarts, I would say. They are building in this space like chain analysis and elliptic, for instance. Uh, and then there are so many uh, smart contract auditors like Certic, Halborn, Beckshield and, and so many players who are fighting uh, scams and, and security audits when it comes to the smart contracts. Uh, but if you look at the com- common feature, most of them are, or pretty much all of them are centralized in a way. So if as a layman, if somebody wants to get their hands on uh, the forensics data, they have to go talk to the BD, talk to the team, get the API keys, pay a lump sum amount and then they they figure out what happened on their smart contract what happened uh, to their investments so rather we spotted this as as a as a gap in the market and we wanted to build something decentralized so that is what the token revolves around so anybody in this world with just a wallet they can connect uh, their wallet onto the bitscrunch network uh, and then they can simply uh, query the data as simple as possible. Um, this is this is quite interesting. Um, you guys also um, act as a bridge between Web two and Web three, um, as you already mentioned, like some pretty big names that you guys are working with. Could you maybe elaborate on this role and how you facilitate this transition? Mm-hmm. So uh, bridging, yes. I mean, when, when I say MasterCards, EY, Deloitte, and KPMG, bridging, when I mean bridging, we provide data, what is happening in the digital asset space to the Web2 players, like the main auditors, the big force of the world. Because uh, let's say Alexandra, who is uh, trying to sell an API, uh, Bordep, let's say a monkey picture, and uh, all of a sudden you are trying to get $200,000 or $300,000 into your bank account. You are trying to off-ramp it. And that is when banks are scared. Because you as a person, you are withdrawing a salary. You have a pattern of, of a salary, uh, day in and day out or, or monthly check or whatever. And then all of a sudden you draw a salary which is massive. So they uh, banks, they don't have a clue. They go to the big fours. They go to the big auditors in the space. And and to be honest, big fours, they don't have a clue about what is happening in the NFT space, what is happening in, in, in the digital asset space. And that is where we come in. So they come to Bitscrunch. Uh, they inspect what we are doing in the space, what value we provide, what data sets that we have. And they sort of not just come to Bitscrunch, but they go to Chain Analysis, Elliptic and all the other providers in the market and they summarize it into a report which will later be published uh, or, or given away to uh, the banks which, which, which wanted the data in the first place. So in a way, we sort of be the middleman where we wanted to onboard a retail user, 
uh, with the help of data they will be really more comfortable and on the other hand we wanted to be the bridge between the institutions that wants to get into the crypto space I think this this makes a lot of sense and uh, I think it's it's quite easily explained the way the way you said it um so I wanted to thank you for that um and another recent achievement of yours is that you have been selected for the EY startup program can you first of all tell us like what is what is that it's like you told me but um maybe you can tell our audience as well and how has this impacted your branding growth and development Yeah sure I mean EY Ernst and Young uh, it's it's one of the big fours uh, in the industry they are they are obviously one of the top hundreds when it comes to the fortune 500 companies in the world and uh, to get selected for their startup program means a lot uh, because EY Germany it is it is EY Germany uh, we are talking to EY team in Frankfurt Germany so they select 8 to 10 startups every year and uh, we are are really humbled and glad to be part of this particular cohort which started already last week and it it extends till end of this year and we get a chance to uh, sit and talk to the ey experts sit and talk to the auditors uh, compliance and uh, regulatory teams uh, in ey uh, which is something that we are really looking forward uh, a couple of sessions were already over We, we we feel like already we got a lot of value out of the program but uh, there is still a lot of uh, topics to be discussed so we get a chance to expand to the ey business circle as well uh, that the chances of our data getting used or or being explored by a lot of customers that ey has is 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 what re- we are really looking forward and uh, yeah so far so good <laughs> and and we are really excited to be in, in such a program um can you um, can you first of all like explain a bit um, a bit more um into like what is this program about because i think that's that's pretty interesting and at the same time do you think it kind of like um helps grow your credibility or say or your brand in the space um especially because i'm guessing web3 companies would like would trust you or like would be easier for for them to trust you because like you're you're a web3 company obviously but um uh for like maybe web2 company um looking to to get this kind of data um from you for example like do you think um this program helps uh, build that trust mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so obviously yes i mean web3 companies are like like a like a drop in the ocean at this point in time right uh, if you look at the whole space there are like very few hand picked names that you can say like like look at coinbase look at binance uh, look at a couple of names here and there like consensus metamask and a couple of others that are really a stand out names in the market so obviously collaborating with a firm like ey is good for the company good for the branding of bitscrunch right i mean when we announced this news we we got a lot of traction to be honest and our twitter just blew up we we got like uh, massive traction on on twitter and a community which is always looking forward to what is next right uh, that is that is something that i'm really grateful for the community and and the program revolves around a lot of stuffs so we we talk about compliance we talk about legal we talk about audit we talk a lot about data 
So data is the new oil, right? I mean, if you look at the top 10 companies of the world right now, there is Google, there is Facebook, uh, which is Meta now, and then Amazon, Microsoft, IBM. If you look at the commonality, every particular company revolves a lot around data. So most of their businesses revolve a lot around data, uh, be it uh, text data, be it image, be it video, right? These are the determining factors of the current world. And uh, fortunately, we are in this Web3 space in the data side of things, uh, which could blow up in the in the coming years. I mean, that is that is what we hope and uh, we rely on. And that is why we are building uh, in spite of the market cycles. But overall, EY uh, as such, their exposure will only strengthen our space in the market. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to what is going to come in the next months. For sure. And I also think it's quite interesting and it's quite nice that like such big companies are supporting um, initiatives in the, in the Web3 space because it, it kind of, I think it, it gives the space a bit more credibility, let's say, um, as everybody's been complaining about like uh, how things are going lately. Um, and I'm always like very happy to hear about like um, such programs um, and yeah, anyway, like supporting um, Web3 founders and startups and um um, kind of doing a bit of this bridge. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's something that um, is, is, is of, of big interest for like a lot of people that are in my audience, for example, um, and as me as well, um, are companies that are transitioning from like Web 2 to Web 3. And here I wanted to ask if you have some notable examples um, of big companies that have, that have embraced this transition and maybe um, that you have also um, helped or assisted um, in this journey. Mm-hmm. So uh, one one thing is they they sort of give a point of person point of contact uh, at, at each organization. So no matter what firms that we worked with or working with in uh, in in the in the space right now, like for instance Mastercard, uh, EY, they put us in touch with a lot of. Uh, customers of theirs a lot of uh, partners internally uh, various heads who could actually help us groom a lot so just just for uh, just for your information there there was a uh, a topic on expanding the business or scaling the business and then look at it i mean when it comes from ey that is really gonna help us scale big because they have done it and, and EY, for instance, they have 40,000, uh, sorry, 400,000 employees across the globe. So if they come and say or, or give a session on how to scale the business, how to expand the business, that will only help BitScrunch, right? So these are the things that, that we look forward uh, in, in this program. And uh, like you said, companies like Mastercard, EY, KPMG, Deloitte, they they don't really have to do this amidst their busy schedules or uh, work that they have. But they wanted to step in, explore Web3. And the best way to do it is to work with the founders in the space, right? So it's a win-win for them as well. Because they want to also uh, ride the the wave in in this... uh, wonderful technology which is evolving for sure um something else that i think is like a very um is very important um for anybody in the web3 space is like the 
veridicity of assets, let's say. So dealing with fake assets is, is a critical issue as we, we all know it. Um, can you explain how BitCrunch acts as a police of NFTs, as you call it, um, and safeguards for this uh, ecosystem? Yeah, sure. So when it comes to NFTs, um, most of the NFTs um, people bought in this space are because of FOMO, fear of missing out, or friends referring to buy an NFT. Uh, that is that is probably the, the biggest couple of reasons why people bought NFTs in the last cycle. But when we look at it, from um uh, from a from a 360 degree perspective we found a lot of scams we found a lot of uh, fake uh, malicious activities going on in this space so just to name a few wash trading is one where people flip tokens let's say alexandra is is buying an nft for 50 dollars and and you sell it to vijay for 100 dollars and Vijay sells it back to Alexandra for $200 and then you, you do it back for $500. So just within a span of, let's say, 5 to 10 minutes, we have uh, transacted and, and made an NFT go from $50 to $500, which actually means nothing, right? Because people don't really know what's happening at the back end, right? It's, it's like early days of mobile phone. I, I still remember the early days of mobile phone come with a manual where they have a booklet which says go to the settings, go to display, change this, change that. And, and now do we get a display? Uh, do we get a manual? Definitely not. So since the space is very early, people are trying to fake uh, an asset going uh, from $50 to $500. I mean, this is one such example, one such uh, example of wash trade but we have identified 11 plus patterns uh, so that is one uh, malicious activity going on in this space and the second one is obviously the copy minting let's say if vijay mints an nft on OpenSea today alexandra or, or let's say albert uh, or, or anybody in this world can actually do a right click save as an image and they can mint the same NFT on a different blockchain or a different marketplace. Blockchain doesn't stop it. That is that is the unfortunate case of blockchain because it is image, right? It is not just a text. If it is a text, blockchain will will know if, if it has happened before. But since it's an image and it is being stored in IPFS or, or centralized uh, servers like Amazon or Google, blockchain doesn't know that. And we also look into the copycats of it. So uh, this is where we help brands protect their IP. So let's say McDonald's or, or Starbucks have their NFTs. We detect what are the actual NFTs and what are the fake NFTs. So let's say if Vijay tries to buy a fake Starbucks NFT, we give an alert. We, we sort of alert a user saying, hey, that's a fake uh, NFT. You, you should look into it more cautiously so that is that is why we call ourselves police of nfts because we look at 360 degree perspective of every single nft on chain and right now today we scale across four chains ethereum polygon avalanche and binance and we are expanding to other important chains in the space 
Um, you've you've also touched on the on the pricing, and I think that was a that's a pretty important matter as well, uh, because your collaboration with that brother for NFT price estimation has gained a lot of attention. Could you maybe share some more, um, more about this partnership and its significance for you and for the space as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So Depredator, uh, obviously one of the blue chip customers uh, we have, uh, and uh, uh, that is that is exactly what we uh, are building in this space. The earlier example that I mentioned, where people wanted to be collaborative it is possible with decentralized applications so we want dap radar to use on top of what we are building we want chain analysis we want dune analytics or nansen to build something on top of us right and since we know what is the wash trade uh, quantity wash trade amounts that are in the space since we know what are the fake assets uh, going around in the space we came up with an ai powered pricing so the artificial intelligence that the world talks about now and we use ai not just for the sake of using ai but uh, we use it since the inception of bitscrunch so uh, how we come up with this pricing is we use 50 plus kpis key performance indicators uh, like uh, the past history of sales past owners is there any wash trades is the asset real or fake uh, where it is stored is it ipfs is it uh, centralized server so we we sort of have a scoring internally and then we we do a fair pricing based on ai which is what dapradar is using so when an industry market leader like dapradar is coming out there and and using our tool that is uh, a very good validation for what we are building and uh, it also uh, tells the need for such a product in the market right because dapradar they have tons of data when it comes to the decentralized applications in the market and uh, they rely on a lot of nft data from bitscrunch so yeah there, there you go so you you partner with an industry leader and then your data is is getting seen by millions of users in the space yeah, I think like one of the things that I love about like Web3 is the, is the co-partnerships or the partnerships in the space, because I think like companies in this space like rely a lot more on, on partnerships. And I think this is one of the things that I, I love the most. Um, and I was even talking to a friend of mine about it today. Um, 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 yeah, <laughs> something else that I, I also wanted to touch on was the fact that you guys have also been featured in a MasterCard article about growing and securing the blockchain economy. Uh, what are some key insights or contributions that you guys have provided to this initiative? MasterCard, yes, yes. I mean, they were one of the earlier partners that we used to work with. Uh, we were building a POC, proof of concept for MasterCard. So what we did with MasterCard is we wanted to enable uh, an alert system for users who try to buy NFTs. Because if you look at the market right now, you can buy NFTs using MetaMask, uh, where you on-ramp off ramp money using uh, MoonPay. But we wanted to build uh, a MasterCard integration. MasterCard is is trying to uh, chip into the NFT space sooner or later uh, in, in the next cycle. And that is when anybody like Vijay or Alexandra, anybody can buy an NFT using payment gateways like MasterCard, Visas and PayPal's of the world. And that is when, when a user tries to buy an NFT using MasterCard payment gateway, 
if you click buy button it goes and checks for bitscrunch apis where it, it checks for the authenticity of an nft it checks if an nft is wash traded if an nft is overpriced if an nft is a copied asset and so on so in a way we uh, provide the credit card alert system that is existing in the world today so let's say if, if alexandra is, is living in europe and if you are traveling to the us or, or dubai for a conference the moment you swipe your card at the airport terminal you get an alert right hey alexandra this looks like a malicious transaction is it is it you so they ask this question through a message or or sometimes through call so that is exactly what we were all set to provide for mastercard uh, but then because of the market turmoil uh, it is currently under hold but uh, i mean as the market starts slowly start picking up we might uh, do this with mastercard again um the unleash nft platform is pretty intriguing at least to me um could you maybe tell us more about its purpose and how it aligns with bitcrunch's mission yeah so unleashnfts.com that is the b2c platform that we built it, it is more like a coin market cap slash coin gecko for nfts in this space and it is not just about data analytics but it also has forensics which is very unique in the space so we provide uh, insights on what nfts are real what nfts are fake what assets are wash traded and and so on right so there are uh, nft market as such is worth billions of dollars and we already provide a real robust solution for end users like like you and me can be the users of the platform so right now the platform is free anybody can use it all you have to do is just log on to www.unleashnfts.com and that is where you look at amazing insights charts and you also have the option to get the api keys on the platform itself let's imagine a case where you are a developer yourself where you you know how to code you know how to play around with the data and then you all you have to provide is an email id uh, you have to connect your wallet provide an email id i mean if if you think privacy is a concern you can provide your secondary or or third uh, degree email address to get the api keys and api keys are generated instantly uh so in a way you get the api keys and you have the api docs in the platform so anybody who is a techie can directly deep dive into a bulk of data ter- terabytes of data right we have data from four chains ethereum polygon avalanche and binance for now so anybody who is a techie can directly chip in uh, start using our apis can plug in uh, charts on their platform let's say if you are building an amazing product in this space all you have to do is query the data from bitscrunch and then plug it somewhere right so yeah these are the options that we provide for end users it is not just for the end users even institutions can use it some of the investors some of the uh, institutions are also using it at the moment but we are slowly picking up something i wanted to ask you is like regarding the um, the nft fluctuation of the in the space let's say because i feel like mm-hmm. uh, people some people have been like pretty or like some projects they uh, 
like some of the NFTs, they don't really have any more value. Um, some projects have built NFTs, but they don't really have a lot of utility. Um, I think NFTs still present like a very, they could be very valuable if used correctly. Um, but I think, uh, at least from what I can see, I think it's a wishy-wishy, wishy-wishy situation there. Um, I think people are still trying to figure out like how to move forward, especially um once we'll get towards the end of the 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 bear market um um and they'll have to have like a proper uh business plan um on how they can maybe monetize that and, and move the project forward and i wanted to ask you like how do you see this um nft category of web3 uh <laughs> moving forward um yeah i mean speculation come on speculation is everywhere <laughs> you 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 look at the broader crypto space people speculate a lot uh, people speculate a lot of etfs getting approved in the next uh, weeks or months that is that is the talk uh, going around and people are now glued to the screens because of sbf trial <laughs> which is happening starting today right which can dictate uh, the terms and uh, it is not just crypto believe me uh, I, I remember uh, a, a point where uh, one of the famous footballers uh, cristiano ronaldo he just moved a coke bottle away from the table and then the coke shares fell like seven to ten percent the same day right so it's not just about the crypto it is it is the human mentality where we speculate if if things might go wrong right because we own a bulk of shares across uh, industries across platforms and if something happens uh, you people try to panic uh, people people panic uh, people try to sell the shares uh, thinking that it might go wrong or it might go bad right and uh, and even with with elon musk sometimes his tweets can dictate terms his tweets can can bring a lot of value into the market or take away a lot of chunk of uh, money from the market so speculation is everywhere and and i would say nfts are are more like babies that are crawling in the market right now and uh, speculation will be much more in the nft space because it is new it is a new asset class and uh, as the market tries to settle down mature a lot that is when people realize where to invest uh, where not to invest right look at pudgy penguins they started as an nft project uh, the ip was acquired by luca nets the founder and then he has now sort of revolutionized the pudgy penguins and taken it to the new level uh, pudgy penguins launched on amazon collected half a million dollars within a couple of days and then they launched on walmart stores 2000 walmart stores that's literally close to 50 percent of walmart stores in the u.s so now you you start getting a feel of what is the the utility of an nft which which will dictate the terms which will dictate the pricing in the coming cycles uh it makes sense and i'm actually very curious to see uh if you're right and if speculation is still going to be there or it's going to be a lot more utility versus speculation but uh, maybe like they actually go hand in hand uh, i really don't know um something i wanted to ask you was regarding like what kind of companies um, they uh, can benefit uh, of the data that, data that you provide, and like or like individuals? But I know like you mostly work with uh, with uh, you're like more for B two B, let's say. Um, so, what kind of companies can um, come and access the kind of data that you provide? 
and how can they use it actually yeah it's it's pretty much the a to z of nfts uh, right uh, let's say nft lending protocols because they need to know the actual value of an nft before giving a loan to to a person or or a wallet so they need to know uh, the forensic side of nfts because they are giving loan to a fake asset or a real asset is something that they need to know and uh, institutions which is what we are providing uh, companies in the space like tap radar unstoppable domains they are using our apis and retail users like people like you and me they can access our data they can build charts on top of what they are building and uh, um, what speculators traders artists so artists can protect their ip right if, if there is a famous artist who constantly create nfts one after the other and if he wants to protect his or her ip that is when they they need our data they need our forensics and it's the same for the brands let's say if, if starbucks is coming into the nft space tomorrow they can rely on our forensics they can rely on our uh, uh, forensics data where we say what are the fake starbucks assets circulating in the market so thereby they can go and and catch them or, or let's say uh, uh, flag them as a, as a malicious asset so yeah in in general the a to z is uh, when it comes to nft space i think right now that you you told me about it i think uh, it it makes a lot more sense uh, why you call yourself the police of nfts <laughs> Um, and I was actually recording an episode yesterday and we were talking so much about the social impact of companies in Web3 especially. And I feel like what you guys do is comes with a, bit of, with a lot of impact uh, long term. It's not just there to like, um, it's not a money making machine, let's say. Um, it's there for like a, the, the longer term, the longer purpose of the space. And that's something I, I totally admire um, about you guys. Thanks a lot. I mean, building infrastructure is something that uh, goes hand in hand with the projects, right? We need a lot of data. Uh, we need a lot of Pudgy Penguins. We need a lot of Bored Apes and CryptoPunks in the market so that our data becomes valuable, right? Because when the data makes no sense, then then <laughs> there is no value for BitScrunch. But as, as more and more blue chip projects come into this space, as more and more artists, more and more builders build in this space, that is when our data becomes much more valuable and much more uh, meaningful. And that is when uh, all the big fours, all the institutions can also make use of it. So yeah, it, it goes hand in hand as, as good as projects that we wish and in, in evolve in this space. We, we, uh, that is when our uh, work gets intense, <laughs> works get uh, meaningful. Um, as we spoke a lot about data, what kind of data is essential for different NFT projects and like what should companies like should be uh, looking at? Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it varies from uh, case to case, right? Like, like I said, uh, for lending protocols, all they care about is, is pricing. Uh, is, is the asset real or fake? is the fair price is this the fair price of nfts because they can't be they cannot be giving a loan of half a million dollars for an nft which is worth nothing right because they end up as a failure at the end of the day so pricing is is one uh, key feature that uh, people are looking at institutions are looking at and then for instance ip protection brands are concerned about their ips in the space so that is when uh, brand like Herms, Herms, the, the women handbag brand. So they uh, filed a lawsuit against a Meta Birkin's NFT collection 
because that that nft collection minted a lot of nfts which is actually an ip of uh, brand hermes so they they won the lawsuit uh, in the us and the court asked the meta birkins nft to shut shop and they have to pay a million dollar fine for the brand hermes so this is where brands um, in in this case they want to know the originality or authenticity of an image of of an nft and on the other hand for projects who are building in this space they would rely on analytics for the most time uh, they would love to know uh, what are the amount of players playing in the game gaming developers need a lot of analytics they would love to know how much time have been spent on a game using this wallet uh, how much money has been spent so they don't have this data in house so that is so it it varies from case to case and and like i said we cater to the needs of a to z when it comes to the nft space um something else you mentioned to me is the fact that you guys have been using ai and i wanted to ask like how does uh, the use of artificial intelligence um help the accuracy of data and uh, ultimately help secure uh, the nft space Mm-hmm. so one one good thing about ai is ai is not new right ai is been with us for at least a decade or or even more uh, i i would say two decades ai being talked about a lot in the past years but it all it it erupted because of uh, the recent uh, products right like chat gpts and and google bard elevated the use of ai so we have a plethora of data we have immense amount of data terabytes of data and to build ai on top of this data makes a lot more sense and that is what we use so we use ai uh, to detect wash trade patterns we we train the computer to detect unusual patterns in the space if let's say somebody is trying to fake something in the space ai detects it much faster than a human being so that is why we use ai there and for pricing uh the the example that i mentioned for dap radar it is an ai powered pricing because the current market relies on floor price and and floor price to me is one of the dumbest metric ever uh, in the nft space you shouldn't look at and ai powered pricing includes a lot of attributes a lot of past history of sales the current history the owners wash trade and so on so ai powered pricing i wish that becomes an industry standard in the coming years which is also what we produce at bitscrunch which is being consumed by dapradar so ai is is not just bits and pieces in bitscrunch but we use ai since the beginning since we started bitscrunch um what is something that you think helped you kind of establish your name in the space uh, kind of establish your brand um as we are obviously on a web3 marketing podcast and i feel like we've given a lot of information which i think um a lot of my listeners have been asking uh this especially to to kind of explain this kind of um um how do you call that information <laughs> or terms let's say um but i wanted to ask like when it comes to branding and like uh, especially because like i um doing marketing let's say for like um uh, a to b2b it's it's a bit more complicated than uh, doing it b2c what do you think helped you um uh, be successful in the space 
uh, branding and marketing i mean that's <laughs> that's not my cup of tea but uh, glad that i had the right people a right set of people like like yours in the team uh, who helped us grow from the scratches uh, from zero to now we have uh, over 100000 users across our social handles which is actually massive uh, because we our our strongest base is discord where we have close to 30 35000 users and uh, we have a strong twitter as well again similar numbers 33 35000 users on twitter and uh, across other socials like like surprisingly linkedin for instance uh, linkedin no web3 companies focuses on a lot on linkedin but glad it worked for us we have almost 12 13000 followers on linkedin which is very more professional right uh, far more professional than the other platforms and uh, put together the rest like instagram threads facebook newsletters and others cumulatively we have over 100000 users in the market that uh, looks at what we are building day to day and uh, it it is it it doesn't happen overnight right we are building since 2021 and took us a lot of effort we did a lot of podcasts like like this uh, we did a lot of uh, amas we did a lot of uh, in real life events irl uh, we did a lot of uh, twitter spaces we hosted a lot of uh, giveaways uh, we we printed a lot of t-shirts mugs and and so on so it is not just uh, one or two things that that uh, brought this community but i would rather say it's it's a mix of both physical and virtual uh, world activities that we did for the last two years and one thing that i can say is you have to be consistent because this space has ton of projects and people can easily forget what you are building the very next minute or the very next month so you have to constantly engage your community in some or other ways and that is what um, gladly we did in the past and we will do in the future so yeah that is that is something that uh, it is a tough nut to crack but yeah there are so many amazing companies who have cracked it in the past for sure uh it is a tough space and <laughs> i can say from experience but i think that's the the beauty of it i guess um one of the last things i want to ask you is regarding like resources i won't be asking you about like marketing tools that you you guys are using because you probably uh maybe not the best person to answer that but like i was wondering if you maybe know some uh resources that you can um recommend anybody to learn more about the web3 space Oh, when it comes to resources there are um, again plenty of resources in the market uh, to start with I, i would say learn from the industry leaders right uh, look at um, coinbase for instance they are one of the publicly listed companies of uh, from the us and uh, they have a really good library they have a really good uh, pool of resources where somebody can learn web3 somebody can learn uh, nfts and uh, binance also have uh, binance academy uh, it has binance academy which is really good and then opensea has has tons of informations when it comes to nfts right uh, but then uh, there are a lot of podcasts for instance uh, i mean one is this <laughs> of course and then there are uh, other good ones like the ones from a16z is a good one bankless podcast is a, is a good one and then newsletters is another way of learning things milk road is a, is a good newsletter blog is a good newsletter 
so there are plenty of resources out there and uh, one has to constantly chip and listen read uh, things in the space day in and day out so that they can slowly gain momentum they can slowly gain knowledge uh, in, in a matter of uh, weeks and months um i thank you for that um i think um these are pretty useful resources um and one of the last things i want to ask you is of course where can people find you uh twitter uh, vijay pravin maharajan uh, or uh, at the rate of vijay pravin with m m at the end monaco m for monaco <laughs> and uh, yeah linkedin linkedin is sort of overloaded i am being followed by more than 50000 people there on linkedin so if people cannot get hold of me on twitter then linkedin is is the next best way thank you so much vj again um it's been a pleasure and uh looking forward to speaking to you soon Yeah sure uh, it's it's been a wonderful podcast uh, one of the one of the really good ones that I've been part of would really love to uh, come as a host again uh, come as a guest once again but yeah thanks thanks for having me in the first place thanks we'll chat again for sure um have a nice day and speak soon yeah talk soon thanks Thank you so much for listening to our Out of Ordinary podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to hear more content like this, then open up the podcast app and click on the follow or subscribe button. It takes less than 5 seconds and is the single best thing you can do to support the show and stay up to date to more marketing strategies that are being used in the Web3 space.